1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter podcast. Swish and Flick. Everyone? The
0: swish
1: and Flick.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 321 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany.
1: I'm Taylor Swift.
3: And I'm Katie. Three, two, one, let's go, Swish. <laughs> I I'm so that. embarrassed. <laughs>
1: You oh gosh!
2: This episode is sponsored by Yancy. <laughs> Thanks Yancy. Thank you Yancy. Oh gosh. Okay. Today we are going to be discussing part 3 of chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the will of Albus Dumbledore. So make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to fight your way through the details. Um there is no Meg's mouse Tales because that's what I almost
1: just said.
2: <laughs> but we don't do that I mean, on this right now. I
1: am still Meg's Mouse Tales.
2: Okay, but now we got recaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you bring it back?
3: You got I mean. it. Okay. Okay. It's Harry's 17th birthday celebration. Giant snitch cake. Gonna dive in. Nope. Minister of Magic decides to show up and gate, gate crash. Okay, okay, I was gate crashing. And he's got to interrogate the trio about... I
1: was like, what is that from <laughs> for a second? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, from Harry wait. Potter! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! That's from Harry Potter. <laughs>
3: uh, oh. And, okay, he's interrogating the trio about what Dumbledore has left them in his will. His will? Casual. Last will and testament.
1: Alright, Ryan. It's time for a summary. <laughs> Harry and Scrimmy have a scrimmy. <laughs> Get it? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I wrote that out and I really laughed at it. I just saw what's at the very end of your sentence and almost in my pants.
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Holes are put in people's shirts. The spit <laughs> is sprayed. Fingers are pointed. Words are said. They eat dinner, sing, and eat dessert. And then the trio try again to open the snitch. It doesn't open, but it does say when it will. <laughs> Hermione and Harry get taught by Ronald about beetles and teetles. <laughs> about beetles, teetles. Beetles, teetles. Beetles, teetles. Teetles are tails. Tell
3: us you weep and wail.
1: <laughs> Tell us you weep and wail. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. Bicycle spoke. Uh, What'd so.
1: You oh. <laughs> <laughs> People who are Disney Amy nerds god. will absolutely know what I'm saying. <laughs> All the ones you picked. Michael spoke. <laughs> Bicycle spoke. Oh my god.
0: Oh. <sighs>
1: Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to all of our exclusive extras. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or just any fun stuff, questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Anyways, we
2: left off talking about (laughs) the snitch and the birthday cake and how the birthday cake, he's like, I noticed that your birthday cake's in the shape of a snitch. And Hermione loses her cool. And she's like, oh, it can't be a reference to the fact that Harry's a great seeker. That's way too obvious. There must be a secret message from Dumbledore hidden in the icing. And he's like, "Uh, I don't think anything's hidden in the icing. But I do think that'd be a really cool spot to hide something precious inside this little snitchy poo. And Harry and Ron are like, Wah? and Hermione is like raising her hand. Yeah, I know. And it's just funny to me that she knows something that they don't about Quidditch.
1: (gasps) What? Okay. Uh, It is kind of surprising that they don't know this.
2: Yeah. Cause they seem the types that would like want to learn like everything, but they're like, you know, the Quidditch nerds cannot be bothered with Quidditch through the ages. Yeah. Um, so snitches have flesh memories. And Harry and Ron are like, huh? And Scrudgemere United's like, correct. A snitch is not touched by bare skin before it is released, not even by the maker who wears gloves. It carries an enchantment by which it can identify the first human to lay hands on upon it. And that's to, to, like, if there's a disputed, like, capture of the snitch, just say they're, like, tugging it out of each other's hands. You can tell who actually caught it first. And he's like, this snitch will remember your touch, Potter. It occurs to me that Dumbledore, who had prodigious magical skill, whatever his other faults... Okay, why add that? Because he
1: can. Why say that?
2: Might have enchanted this snitch so that it will only open for you. And like I said, they apparently did not read Quidditch through the ages to have this information. And so this kind of sends... We're, we're with Harry on this little tizzy that he has in panic mode. Um, but the author only lets us know a small amount of the panic because at first, to us, he's in trouble. But unbeknownst to the reader, he continues to think through this thoughty thoughts off page and figures it out. Um, and so Scrooge Mirror is like, all right, you probably know what's inside this. Go ahead, take it. And Harry's like, no, I don't know what's inside this. He feels like he can feel Hermione's brain like whirring. And quote, Harry met the minister's yellow eyes. <gasps> is he related to Mrs. Norris? Uh,
1: Looks like a cat. Well, he is yellow he is eyes. Part lion, part lion. I'm That'd just saying. Feline.
2: I'm just saying. Maybe they were a couple. Who knows? Maybe that's why Filch is so mad all the time. Anyways, he <laughs> held out his hand and Scrimger leaned forward again and placed the snitch slowly and deliberately into Harry's palm. Nothing happened. As Harry's fingers closed around the snitch, its tired wings fluttered and were still. Scrimger, Ron, and Hermione continued to gaze avidly at the now partially concealed ball as if still hoping it might transform in some way. That was dramatic said Harry coolly and both Hermione and Ron laughed. And it's like, "Oh yeah. You did not catch that with your parhannies. You almost swallowed it whole." <clears throat> Which I think is interesting. That's yep. some smartiness from
1: Dumbledore. That... But wait. I'm sorry.
2: There's more. Just kidding. Go ahead.
1: That is a really cool detail that ended up meaning something. Mm-hmm. from the author like i wonder if she knew that that was gonna mean something when she wrote sorcerer stone you know i would love to think that it was i know or I it or it was, it was good resourcefulness of looking through your reading and coming Either way, up it's with bright <laughs> yeah mm-hmm just super cool
2: mm-hmm so, much like an infomercial, there, there is more to this offer. Um, and this time, he doesn't read anything. He doesn't take anything out. And he's like, he left you a second bequest, the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Um, one thing that I want to note that's really important is all of the items had Dumbledore writing something with them. Something was read. I give you this for this reason, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And they can be read into a bit, um, but he doesn't read anything about the sword. And this is um, nice writing and very pointed because we know now that the sword is um, what Dumbledore intended Harry to use on the Horcruxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and so the author isn't going to give us some veiled Dumbledore writing on that, right? She's going to make us wonder right along with Harry. Um and I really wish that we could know what Dumbledore wrote about the sword and what it meant giving it to Harry.
3: Agreed.
2: But you know the great thing about that is is that Dumbledore's not dumb. He knew that that sword was never going to be passed to Harry. Um, I kind of agree with scrimmager here. Oh, I wrote scrim. I called him scrim in my notes. Scrim. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, don't hate me, but just hear me out. That is like kind of like a museum artifact. So I can understand why he, it wouldn't be just passed down randomly. Yeah, it does it feel like it belongs to the school. Um, But like I said, Dumbledore knows this. He knows that the Ministry is never going to hand that over to Harry. But Dumbledore needs Harry to know that that sword is important and he should have his hands on it. And that's really good because that lets Harry know, Dumbledore wanted me to have this. I've got to find some way to get it. Um, I never thought of that. You're welcome. I'm brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quote, according to well, oh, Hermione's like, no, oh, it, it gave, you know, it came to Harry in the Chamber of Secrets. And Scrimge are like, big whoop, <laughs> basically. Um, he says that the sword may present itself to any worthy Gryffindor. That's also foreshadowing to our good friend Neville, um, who the sword presents itself to at the battle. Goodbye, Nagini. And he goes, He's getting mad now. He goes, that does not make it the exclusive property of Mr. Potter, whatever Dumbledore may have decided. Scrimger scratched his badly shaven cheek. I like this detail because Scrimger has time for nothing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have time to give himself a proper shave. If that's what he's after. Um, It's little stuff like that, where I've really, this book is amazing. Um, And there's so much detail in it to set mood. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Like, why write that? Yeah. You need to know that he has run absolutely ragged. He's been through the mill. He's not having a good time. This isn't fun for him politically. Like, he's not enjoying his political office spot, right? Yeah. He's going through it. And she needs you to know that with just... Those few words. Um, why do you think? And then everything starts to pop off. Harry's had it. He can't take it anymore. And here he goes. Dumbledore wanted to give me the swords, said Harry, struggling to keep his temper. Maybe he thought it would look nice on my wall. This isn't a joke, Potter, growled Scrimger. Was it because Dumbledore believed that only the sword of Godric Gryffindor could defeat the heir of Slytherin? Did he wish to give you the sword, Potter, because he believed, as many do, that you are the one destined to destroy him who must not be named? Interesting theory, said Harry. Has anyone ever tried sticking a sword in Voldemort? Maybe the Ministry should put some more people onto that instead of wasting their time stripping down deluminators or covering up breakouts of Azkaban. So this is what you've been doing, Minister. Shut up in your office trying to break open a snitch. People are dying. I was nearly one of them. Voldemort chased me across three counties. He killed Mad-Eye Moody. And there's been no word about any of that from the ministry, has there? And you still expect us to cooperate with you? 100% correct, Mr. Potter. No notes.
1: Literally. Get it, Harry.
2: Absolutely no notes. And the way that Jim Dale delivers those lines so good absolutely perfect and i feel like i could read it so well is because i've listened to that so many times and i just think i'm cheering in the background (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah tell him tell him harry because he says everything that needs to be said no one is brave enough to say this to this guy's face and it's essentially calling him a coward and you don't call people like him a coward do you know what i mean nobody says that to your face
3: Scrimmy, the cowardly lion. Scrimmy, the cowardly lion. I'm down. Scrimmy, the cowardly moke.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Scrimmy goes, you go too far. And, like, as he says that, both him and Harry are now on their feet. Scrimger has pointed his wand at Harry's chest, and he singed a hole in it. Which that... That is not right. You grown man. To, Control your magic. To have your wand pointed at a child's chest like that, like when your temper is flaring, like that's not... He's a
2: grown-up now, Megan?
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> two very true. <laughs> <sighs> um, so... Anyway, just a little problematic. Uh, So Ron jumps up and he raises his wand at Scrimmy now. But Harry is like, no, don't do it because we can't give him any reason to arrest us. And then Scrimmy goes on a little rant. He says, remembered you're not at school, have you? Remembered that I'm not Dumbledore who forgave your insolence and insubordination You may wear that scar like a crown potter, but it is not up to a 17-year-old boy to tell me how to do my job. It's time you learned some respect. It's time
2: you've earned
1: it. Yep. Harry's answer is simple and just says, it's time you earned it. Um, I
2: mean, it's true. That's what I'm saying. I'm cheering in the background.
1: Totally. (laughs) Totally. Uh, So at this point, (laughs) both Mr. and Mrs. Weasley kind of come bounding into the house because they heard raised voices uh and scrimgeour looks to harry and and goes i regret your attitude you seem to think that the ministry does not desire what you what dumbledore desired we ought to be working together
3: I'm going to say that to Phil. I regret your attitude. I
1: regret your attitude. You
3: should. You should regularly say that to him. I will die.
2: Just when you're so angry, just like, I regret your attitude.
1: That's like the equivalent of saying I'm disappointed in you.
2: What do we feel for the movie choice for Scratch Mirror United? I'm
1: not. It doesn't fit.
2: Yeah, I don't think it fits yeah. either.
1: I mean, like he's fine, but he's definitely not as described. I think. Yeah, you know? I feel like he
2: was a celeb pick. Totally. I needed, um, I needed somebody a little bit stockier, like, yep, thick, thicker, two C's, thicker. You know?
1: Yeah. And agree, just Sam,
2: rough, hair. not enough of a lion. Yeah. Like yeah. just rough around the edges. You know?
1: They definitely went for name over description yeah
2: um
1: so he harry then goes i don't like your methods minister remember and he shows scrimger Mm. his i must not tell lies scar i love it so much which that just makes scrimmy leave like he literally just turns around and leaves um but now they get to get questioned by mr weasley a little bit so harry just explains what happened and then they went back out to dinner and everybody's items got passed around the table. Nobody could teetles, figure Beatles. out. Yeah, teetles. Teetles. <laughs> Beatles, teetles. Oh, Beatles, teetles. Oops. Beatles, teetles. <laughs> I said it backwards. Um, nobody could figure out why Harry was given a snitch either. Uh, so,
3: yeah. An old snitch. What the hell was that about?
1: I think <laughs> right. he says that, right? He does. Yeah, yes. He sure does. Uh, so Harry... Oh, and then finally dinner is served. So they all sang, they ate cake, and then the party kind of broke up. Hagrid is staying there the night in a tent because the wedding is tomorrow. And Harry Poor whispers Hagrid. to Hermione to meet him and Ron upstairs after bed. Now, Hagrid just literally has no space in the Burrow to stay. <gasps> like, what? I just made a connection. Oh, no, what? Are you Okay. <laughs>
3: She needs a moment. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm just thinking, um, I'm reading about the Deluminator, and they're discussing it.
1: Like, in this chapter?
2: Yes. Like, right when they go upstairs. Like, you're almost there. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it when we get there. Okay.
1: Um, so he whispers to Hermione to meet him and Ron upstairs, like, after everybody goes to bed. And while they're waiting for Hermione, Harry has decided to fill his moke-skin purse. And the three items that he decides to put in there are the Marauder's Map, the Shard of Enchanted Mirror from Sirius, and R.A.B.'s Locket. Um, so Hermione comes in, casts Muffliato, and then asks to see the Deluminator. Why had Dumbledore left it? So obviously they cannot figure it out. All they can see it do is turn on and off lights but we know it's other power um and i have the little wiki link to ron's usage of it and so it says in 1997 the deluminator was left to ron in dumbledore's will it seemed to also act like a homing device so when hermione and harry mentioned ron's name he could hear snippets of conversation before and after even though he was far away and it then acted as a guide leading Ron back to Harry and Hermione after he left them following an argument. Ron speculated that this was the true reason that Dumbledore left him the Deluminator so that he could find his way back to his friends if he ever left them.
2: I am bursting and I cannot believe I didn't think of this earlier. Tell me. <sighs> so we know what you said. What this item was created for, kind of like a homing device, right? Yeah. Dumbledore's quote, happiness can be found in even the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. If You turn on the light, you reach your happiness. Ron's happiness is Harry and Hermione.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. The illuminator literally is like a homing device to your happy place.
3: That's really cool. <laughs> oh my god! Very nice. <sighs> Very
1: nice.
2: My heart is beating so fast.
3: Huh. My heart.
2: Well,
1: that is beating even so cooler fast. now. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I love it. Um, so then they discuss if Dumbledore knew that the Ministry would confiscate and examine his will, and like. Uh, of course he did. I think, of course, Dumbledore knew. Like, why? And then their guess is like, well, why didn't Dumbledore tell them when he was alive? And my guess here as well is that he probably planned to, but just ran out of time.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: I would assume I that mean, he, much like the sword, you know? Yeah, like, he meant to tell them, expect these items. This is what they're for.
3: Act surprised.
1: Yeah. Uh so then Ron says, I always said he was mental, brilliant and everything, but cracked, leaving Harry an old snitch. What the hell was that about? <laughs> that line just made me laugh a lot. Um and Hermione said she was certain something would happen when he took it, but Harry said I wasn't going to try too hard in front of Scrimmy, was I? Is that what he said? Yeah. In front of Scrimmy? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Scrimmy. Quit. Canon. So Hermione is like, well, what do you mean? And Harry's like, don't you remember what happened during my first ever Quidditch match? Shout out to the fact that this happens now and not when they're out camping, like in the movie, because I forgot that he said it so soon.
1: I also like it just makes so much more sense that he would do it now because like, it's not going to take Harry that long to connect that he caught the snitch in his mouth. The like first He time. almost swallowed it yeah you know i like that i like that i oh my god i'm stuttering i like how it's done in the book better it just makes more sense and flows better to have this happen now
3: i also like that Mm -hmm. like he knew why it didn't react when he grabbed it and then like waited till they got upstairs
1: yeah yeah because like harry we joke all the time harry can be a little dumb sometimes but like he's also got his smart moments and this was one of them and they should have given it to him.
2: Mm-hmm. He really comes like around in this book. And I yeah, feel like agreed. he's more
3: um, of a thinker and not a stinker this time. Yeah. around. Oh my God ron's the one who gets it though and i love how it's described it says ron gasps pointing frantically from harry to the snitch and back again until he found his voice it's like when you like it clicks in your head so fast and and you you can't, can't get it out you literally can't get the words out and you're just like hoping someone understands whatever you're gesturing he's like that was the one you nearly swallowed and harry says exactly and then he touches the snitch to his mouth it doesn't open he's instantly frustrated disappointed but then Hermione's like there's writing on it quick look so there's five words in what Harry recognizes as Dumbledore's handwriting and it says I open at the close and it disappears as soon as like like very shortly after that so I hope they don't forget what it says because that'd be bad I was thinking in my head as I read this like I would panic and totally forget the he could probably just kiss it again you think so
1: yeah i would think do you think i'm um, now i'm questioning do you think it only says it once i don't know and then it never happens again
3: could
1: no, you imagine he,
2: he does it again
3: later oh okay when, good when it comes back
2: yeah i don't think he's forgetting those words though if that's what you're yeah. lying
3: yeah i would but yeah <laughs> we know <laughs>
2: <laughs> katie like katie would write it in pen on her palm yeah. I open. Wait,
3: what did it say? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, kiss it again. I <laughs> it right. All of our anxieties would be like, what? What does it say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I close at the open. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So they try like saying it a bunch of ways and like with a bunch of different inflections, but they don't get any further to like cracking whatever code it is. So Ron brings up the sword and he's like, why did Dumbledore want you to have it? And Harry asks the question that we all want to know. And we've talked about it a lot and we've come to a conclusion about it. And he's like, why couldn't he have just told me? It was right on the wall in his office during all their talks. If he wanted him to have it, why didn't he just give it to him? Again, ran out of time. Ran out of time. You know? Even Dumbledore, the great schemer and planner and secret holder can't control time
1: he also needed to use it
3: (laughs) (laughs) right he had to bust open that locket that he thought was real right what's
1: kind of funny is like Dumbledore is comparative to people like how oh well he like knows all know all be all end all you know what I mean that's kind of like what people think about like Disney World whenever they go to Disney they're like well why can't Disney like control the weather literally why is it raining in Magic Kingdom
3: isn't there like a dome over this part of Florida?
1: And also, like, I genuinely want to let you guys know that people said those things to me as a cast member. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. You sound great.
3: Doesn't Mickey have his own ecosystem?
1: Could I have a piece of chocolate from behind you?
3: No. No.
1: <laughs>
3: Jeez. <laughs> We're almost done. Okay. Uh, okay.
2: Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option. And you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today, today.
3: oh so he's trying so hard to figure this out and of course like Harry being Harry he's like did I miss something during all those long talks last year was I supposed to know what all this means did Dumbledore expect me to understand to a point but also again he ran out of time um so Hermione brings up her book and she said she's never heard of Beatles (laughs) teetles And for <laughs> once, Ron has read a book that Hermione has not. He's like, oh, come on. All the old kids' stories are supposed to be beetles, aren't they? The Fountain of Fair Fortune, The Wizard in the Hopping Pot, Babbity-Rabbity and her cackling stump. And the last one makes Hermione giggle. And she's like, excuse me, the what? <laughs> mm. And Ron's like, come on, you're not serious. Like, Babbity-Rabbity. And Hermione's like, no, we grew up with muggles. And, like, we heard Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and Cinderella. And Ron goes, what's that, an what's illness? That, an illness? <laughs> 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 That's like when she she eats bolia bays. And he goes, bless you. Or gazoon Yes. Yeah. um Cinderella. Alana says that. And then she
2: goes, blah, 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 Cinderella. Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: Uh so while Ron has heard these tales before, he isn't sure what they're like in the original versions, because again, I think this whole book's in rune, it written in runes. And that makes me think of like the Grimm's fairy tales, but those are like Yeah. So much darker and <laughs> scarier yeah. than legitimately the ones that we see in Disney films. And Hermione wonders aloud why Dumbledore wanted her to read them. Again, I think you guys are right. When she had that book in her lap, she immediately was like this is highly important like is there a code in here is there yeah so they hear a noise and they decide they should probably get to bed because oversleeping tomorrow would not be a good idea and Ron says a brutal murder by the bride's groom's mother might put a bit of a damper on the wedding the end chapter close lightning bolt round
1: Katie asks how often do you think that they had to use the flesh memory thing to determine who caught the snitch and, like, if someone swats it and then the other person catches it, who would it recognize? Actually, that second, that second question is valid. What if someone almost catches it and their fingers graze it? I just,
2: can you repeat, Vinny got grounded and I can't focus.
1: <laughs> How often do you think that they have to use the flesh memory thing on a snitch to, like, determine who caught it?
2: Isn't it every single time? Isn't it all snitches that are made have flesh memories?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, how often do you think that they have to use it?
2: Oh, I don't know. I can't see a whole lot of people wrestling in the air. Yeah. For that. Not Um, often.
3: Once a year. Yeah, I feel like
2: the snitch knows. Or maybe more if they thought it necessary. I don't know. Five. Five times a season. All
1: right. Stephanie asks, do they have to wipe the memory of the snitch clean after every game or do they have enough funds to get a new snitch? I think it has to be a new one. I think one it's every just game. new snitches. Yeah. Because otherwise so they wouldn't have this one from Harry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They I just think it's like, like golf like... balls. You buy a pack. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just get a and Then of, if like, they the go into ball. the pond
3: <laughs> Yeah, if they go into the pond You're like, I hey, just grab another one Happy Gilmore has to dive in there and wrestle with the giant squid <laughs> Just get a snitch back <laughs> um,
1: oh, Sam, I like your question But it's like really in-depth And that would take a lot of time It's what would you give the other two hosts in your will That is an intense question And I'm not I mean, like Katie would get everything
2: yeah, my, I don't. You know, I how guess you stuff. can have my Harry Potter stuff.
1: Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can but have not sweet you can have my dad? munch.
2: You can have my munchling that I have no idea where it came from.
1: Sweet. I was like, wait, I shouldn't be excited about this because that means me. that you're dead. <laughs> no. Oh God. Uh. Okay. Um, I'm really bad at famous people, but. Emily says, who would you recast as scrimmy?
2: Oh, I don't
1: know. Who's a lion looking celebrity? Who played the cowardly lion in <laughs> the Oh Wizard my of god. That? Oh
3: my god.
1: Also, he's probably dead. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Jeez. So laughs> Uh, Hold on. I'm going to Google lion looking
1: actors. There you go.
2: Oh, it just brought up Lion King.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about the guy they
1: switched to? Jason something or another.
3: What about the guy they switched to? Momoa. Is that how you say his
2: name? Oh, okay, Jason Momoa. He's not old enough, though. If he was older, yeah. put him in a okay. wig.
3: Huh? Who'd you say? The guy that they. Recast for Grindelwald Max What about Mads him? Mikkelsen mm. yeah Mads Mikkelsen with yeah. a wig
2: maybe well yeah I'm just kind of turned off to him in general because
3: yeah. he yeah I just no. what if they cast an actual lion
1: I yeah it could just be a lion it could be Fillmore
3: it could Fill. be Fillmore
1: yeah he could do it uh Marguerite says is Babbity Rabbity Babbity Rabbit related to Peter Rabbit I think yes second probably cousins. Yeah, definitely. They're also um, and the cackling
3: Stomp eight, Mr. McGregor, th- third cousin removed <laughs> from Chippendale,
1: <laughs> Chippendale, and Alvin. What? Oh my god! Okay, hey, Alvin, give me the fan story, yo.
3: This fan story comes from Hannah Turner, January twenty twenty three, which is that was a year ago. A year ago. Okay. Hi ladies, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now, slowly but surely reading the books and listening when I have the time, and I'm finally getting into Order of the Phoenix. I saw a post on the Facebook group that said you're still taking Potter story submissions, so here goes. I'm Ravenclaw, my Patronus is a fox, which makes me incredibly happy as it's my favorite animal, and my wand is Hazelwood with unicorn hair core at 10 and 3 quarter inches. I wish I could say that I was able to read all the books before seeing the movies, but unfortunately, I was a little too young at the time. I remember watching The Sorcerer's Stone shortly after it came out with my grandfather when I was six, because he had read the books and knew I would love the movie. From that moment on, he would always try to get me to read the series, but as much as I loved the movies, the size of the books honestly intimidated me at the time. I remember watching the collection grow on his bookshelf as each book came out, and I knew one day I'd try and tackle them, because I knew how much he loved them, and I truly enjoyed the movies. I finally gave them a try in middle school, and I was instantly hooked. I remember trying to be sneaky and read them during classes because I didn't want to put the books down, and I was able to finish Deathly Hallows before going to my first ever movie premiere when Part 1 came out. In ninth grade, I was able to visit the Wizarding World in Orlando with my grandfather, and tears immediately started falling down my face when I entered Hogsmeade.
1: I feel that.
3: This world that I'd only known in movies and my imagination was brought to life so vividly. I'll always remember the smile on my grandfather's face when he got to experience the park like he was a child again. Unfortunately, my grandfather passed away seven years ago, but I feel so lucky to have been so close to him. We're the only two people in my family who liked Harry Potter, so I feel like it was our thing, something that truly bonded us together. I now try to visit Universal at least once a year, and I'd be lying if I said I don't tear up every time I enter the Wizarding World. The books, movies, and park have all (laughs) helped maintain the connection as if he were still here with me, and I'm so, so thankful for that. Thank you ladies for giving me a new way to really dive into these books. I don't have many Potter friends so your podcast has become so important to me and the warmth and bond you all have together makes me feel like I'm right there with you having a great time talking all things Potter. I hope I'm lucky enough to meet you guys someday. Keep being incredible and thank you again for keeping, helping keep the real magic alive. Aww. Sincerely, Hannah Turner.
2: Hmm, that was really sweet. That
1: was I good. also yeah. cry.
2: But oh only in Diagon Alley. <clears throat>
1: Yeah.
3: Never in Hogsmeade.
2: <laughs> I don't know why.
3: <laughs> Did the first time. And then we Hogsmeade cried the first when they opened sure. up the station yeah. for the train. Yeah. Over there.
1: Yeah. Thank you for your story. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I'm so glad you. you get
3: to have that memory of your grandfather and like hold that bond so close. That's amazing. I'm like
2: reeling from my connection tonight with that quote.
1: I came up with an actor. Okay. <laughs> dog the Bounty Hunter.
2: <gasps> I mean, I accept this. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> what is, what's like a catchphrase from him? I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. But tell me that that doesn't fit. I could
3: see it.
1: Totes.
3: You Totes can run, fits. but dog will get you. You can run, but Scrimmy will get you. <laughs> Here's
1: Scrimmy. Oh, God.
2: Is that Pete Davidson acting? Did you delete that? Who put that? I don't put know. it back. I don't know. Who, put, who put that? Put it back. I think that's Pete Davidson on SNL. <laughs> <Yes>. Acting as Doc. <laughs> Okay. don't you it. dare delete that it was great oh my god it's fantastic i uh, love it okay Katie,
1: oh, so Katie tell sam's joke tell it tell it
3: okay okay so sam gartley last <laughs> last episode so after we ended uh gave us the joke and we all thought it was very funny okay what do taylor swift and avada Kedavra have in common they will leave you breathless and with a nasty scar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, snakes. <laughs> <laughs> also, snakes.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I <gasps> looked up
3: a fairy tale joke. <sighs> oh, okay. Why does Goldilocks go round in circles? I don't know why. Because she always goes just right.
1: <laughs> Stop. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I wanted to take a moment before we end this. And I want to put a trigger warning right here for anybody for pet loss, if that is triggering for you. Um, But I know that not everybody follows us on social media and is in Discord. But that doesn't mean that you're any less a part of our journey. And I wanted to tell everybody on the pod that we lost Iggy this week. I know that he is very loved by so very many of you. Um, his little meow has always made me smile on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I know that he, he confused many of you thinking it was your cat in the room when it was in <laughs> fact him virtually. Um, but yeah it's been a really hard week and it's gonna take a long time to get over it I don't think actually we'll ever get over it but no um yeah so I just wanted to let everybody know uh that unfortunately we had to let him go and it happened very fast and it was not fun I mean it never is but it was a little unexpected, even if it was slightly expected. That's, like, the yeah. best way to describe it. Like, yeah, we knew it was coming, but obviously you never think it's going to happen when it does. He was, yeah. like, acting himself on Monday and just took a really awful sharp decline on Tuesday. Um, and then it was really bad on Wednesday, and then we decided to take him to the vet, and it was just too... Too far gone. There was nothing that we could have done. We think that maybe he had been suffering with lung cancer for a while. Uh just like give a little background on kind of what's been happening with him for a while. So, like back in November, he his entire life, and you guys know this because we always laugh and would make fun of his little sneezing fits um (laughs) that would sometimes be on the podcast. And Um, So he has battled with this upper respiratory infection virus his, his entire life, and we had done so many tests and antibiotics and everything that we could to try and get rid of it, and just nothing worked. So we managed it his entire life, you know. He would get super stuffy, we would steam him, he would have a humidifier, we would wipe his nose, we would there was one time we even like blew some pepper on his nose to try to get him to sneeze. Like we've literally tried it all. Um, So he had a really, really bad bout of it in November, like very, like so bad that he was not eating for many days, which if you know, if you have pets, you might know that if they don't eat after like two days, their liver can start failing. And his liver had started failing. Uh, we were able to reverse it, thank God, back in November. Um, but ever since then, it has just kind of been a slow. Like, he was just getting more bouts of his sniffles with, like, less time in between. It was, like, getting harder for him to kick it, basically, uh, because that that bout that was really bad that he didn't eat for about four days. He lost so much weight. And I think that that just kind of ended up hurting him a lot. He couldn't gain it back. Mm -hmm. So then when it happened again, um, it was harder for him to fight it. And I'm assuming his immune system was just really knocked down because when, when he had that bout in November, he got a chest x-ray and she told us that there were spots on his lungs It could have been something that a steroid could get rid of, or it could have been lung cancer. So we went and we gave him a steroid, and it helped for a while, and then all of a sudden it didn't. She said she had told us before she even gave him the steroid that if it came back, that more than likely meant that what those spots were was cancer. Um, Yeah. So there was nothing that we could have done. But... We love him a lot. We know that you guys loved him too, and he was a real good dude. He was a really good dude, seriously. He's the best cat that. I I love you, Teddy. I don't know where you are. Teddy is amazing, but for me, Iggy was the best cat that we've ever had. (laughs) He's just there's something different about him. He's.
3: And honestly, we talk about how like he probably shouldn't have lived past a kitten because he was so so sick. Yeah. So I'm just glad that we got
1: to love him for 11 years. Yeah, 11 years for so much good a time. Dude like him is a long time, I think. And uh, mm. yeah, just wasn't expected, even though it was. So
2: he gave a dog lover a chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did. I told you any time. I said you, you have did. We always Iggy. We always told you <laughs> you just have to come and meet Iggy, and you will like a cat. I love and that cat. He, so does Alana. He was the best. He loved yeah. you
2: too. Do um, you know what's interesting? Um, and I'll tell everybody this. I mean, uh, what was it? Yesterday? W- or two days ago. My grandfather, I mean, everybody knows about this. Trigger warning for um, the death of a grandparent. But my grandfather who passed away in 2019... Um, for some reason, and none of us did it, no family member did it, his obituary was reposted in the paper and online on Wednesday.
1: That's so weird.
2: So weird. And, you know, my mom and I are like, it's like a friendly little hi, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of you. And then... It had to have been the same day.
3: It was, yeah. Was, it, it, was. Was the same,
2: it was the same day. I get to teaching my math lesson. And I had two dogs growing up. Um, Adrian and Zoe. Like, we had a boxer. We bred her. Our friends. We sold our friends the puppies. And we kept one and named her Zoe. There's a ton of different types of spelling for the name Zoe. The math problem that we were doing was Adrian and Zoe and Zoe was spelled the way that we spelled Zoe. And I was like, what is this? It so was so crazy. Maybe, maybe Adrian and Zoe were coming to get Iggy on the rainbow bridge. <laughs> they were like, Hey, maybe, maybe. we're coming to get your kitty cat friend because they were fine with our cats. Love Kiki's. It's
1: so <laughs> Teddy hard. Says Teddy says Hi. <laughs> Uh, That's like, that's been the hardest part for me, I think, actually, is hearing Teddy go and look for him. Yeah. Like he just goes into the bathroom and just meows because that's where Iggy always was.
3: Yeah. Dude loved a shower mat. He
1: loved a shower (laughs) mat. I think he was really sad that our new apartment didn't have a shower liner, though, that he could chew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to live without... Being worried that my cat is going to eat a plastic bag. (sighs) (laughs) Uh,
3: We just had him like a third of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's everywhere here. He's everywhere.
2: I told May, were you on the call? I said you guys are going to find his hair for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No matter where you go, it's going to be in your stuff somewhere. And it's just going to be little happy hellos.
1: Yeah. Well... I specifically asked the vet to give us some of his gray hair. I'm going to keep it. I actually found this really amazing website that makes jewelry pieces out of, like, pet hair or ashes. Um, And I think I'm going to get that made.
2: Did you get a paw print? Yeah. Tattoo?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't say that stuff. I'll go with (laughs) you. (laughs) I really want to get an Iggy portrait. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tattoos will be had sometime this year.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. But um. thanks for all the support online, it's (laughs) meant a
1: lot. It's meant a lot. I think that we're so lucky. Like, I can't imagine... Going through this and not having the amount of support that we have, um, like it really does make a difference. And I sent a message in Discord to everybody, like, just know that like I'm not, I'm not going to reply to every single message and comment yeah. that we've gotten, but I have read every single one of them, and they have, they've helped immensely. Like I, Iggy. Iggy was just as much our, just as much our friend Chris, Chris Rutzen, just as much his cat as he was ours, and that was, that was, like, one thing that Rutz said to us the other day, he's like, how are you guys doing, it has to be so awesome to have all the support that you do with the Swishers, like, literally, that was his words, And it really does, like it really, really does. I just we have the best friends and the best people in our camp, and just like thank you guys so much. It's just been like I have never cried this much over losing anyone in my life. Like it was a baby. Your baby has been the worst of of anybody that I've lost. Yeah, because it's you know. I mean, he's there every day.
3: Mm-hmm. One of our best friends.
1: Yeah. Like we raised him. So anyway, <laughs> that little gremlin with his bad ears. My God, never he's grew such into a gremlin. Him. That was my favorite little look that he would get on his face. <laughs> Looked like a mischievous little gremlin, and his ears are too big and mm. his big his big hourglass shape <laughs>
3: <laughs> i will say this morning so like obviously laying
1: upside down with his teeth out marshmallow <laughs> and
3: his spot on his belly that only grew as he grew Yeah. um so i've obviously been thinking about him a lot like constantly um sometimes my brain will give me a momentary you know distraction but this morning i was just like laying in bed and I was thinking about nothing in particular and like out of nowhere a picture of Iggy flashed in my mind of him like totally his his big fluffy self looking happy.
1: And he did not look like that for a while. But I hope that was him just telling you like I'm good, Mom. Yeah. Looking back at pictures, I was like, he hasn't looked like himself in a long time, but you don't realize it. Yeah, in the moment. So, so that's great. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Um, you guys all know where to follow us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Yeah. I'm just
1: yeah. Oh, Jasmine, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: I haven't told you this yet, Kate. <laughs> but I ordered us Iggy pajamas. Oh. She <laughs> <Did you> really. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I can wear them with my Iggy socks. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, thanks, babe.
1: It's like those. It's cuts from Cuddle Clones, mm-hmm. where they just take his head and put it all over pajamas.
2: <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love oh, it. I
1: can't wait to get them.
2: Snuggle your pets, guys. Yep.
3: agrees
1: because 11 is not old for a cat no
3: no it's not thanks
2: for loving him (sighs) this is for Iggy yeah (laughs) I can read this last line that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down
1: Sing.